Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. And you know what's so interesting about this world? is that people have created so many rules that limit them from experiencing all the amazing ways that love can just 
flow right in. I mean, just flow right in the door. Just like flow into the window, the sunlight, and the, everything around you. It's just this beautiful, powerful energy. It's so amazing. And the fact that we live in so many dimensional gates, like people don't even realize that when they sit in their home, they're not just sitting in their home. They're sitting in a bunch of people's ideas and thoughts and dreams. Like everything you buy in a store and everything that you actually consume yourself with is someone's ideas, thoughts, and dreams. So you're sitting literally in consciousness. Like if you're sitting on a couch, you're literally sitting on someone's consciousness. <laughs> like you look at a pillow, you're sitting near the pillow, you're sitting on someone's consciousness, right? And they could have been a group of people. It could have been like five, seven, eight, ten people who created that pillow or created that couch or created that table or whatever it is. And you're a part of their consciousness, right? And the cool thing about it is in shamanism, you can actually focus on these things and tap into the energy if you're willing to let go of any kind of preconceived ideas that you may have about you know, what you think something is. And this is why it's so important to really become mindful. And mindfulness isn't just about being mindful of your thoughts. Mindfulness is being mindful of the energies that are really around you versus the ones you actually think are around you. Like, yeah, you can sit on a couch. You're like, yeah, I'm sitting on a couch. I'm in a room and whatever. But did you ever think about the fact that you're sitting on someone's consciousness? And if you actually were to be truly mindful, you can actually tap into their consciousness of those people. But you have to be more and more sensitive and you have to be more more and more open to the emotional energy current or frequencies that generate from thought to emotions to generate something into physical manifestation. Most people have been completely burnt out by all the constant aggressive energies that are constantly showing up and coming around them and being around them that has limited them from being able to step into that space where they're not able to fully take in the fullness of the energies that they're surrounding. So those energies then become obsolete to them. So they begin to think that those energies that they see around them become so obsolete that they don't even recognize the understanding of what it is they're actually experiencing and how amazing it is and how wonderful it is to be alive. You know, think of it like this, you're alive. And people are like, okay, yeah, I'm alive, whatever. No, but it's not a whatever because you're an eternal being. Okay, hold on. Get ready for a mind blow, all right? Eternal being. Understand what that means. You watch all these vampire films and people watch them and they're like, oh my God, I wish I could live all eternity. But you are eternal already. The only difference why you think that you're not eternal is because you're in a different dimension in a different plane called earth, right? You're on the earth ship. And you live in this body and you're in this body, yeah, right? But this isn't all of you. You are in this body then you can go and leave this body and go to another dimension or go to another planet and maybe your body's all squishy and made of water and you're in that dimension. Maybe you have three eyes instead of two eyes. Maybe you have six eyes instead of eight eyes. Maybe you have no eyes at all and you just sense from, from your energy field. I mean, a multiple of different types of beings you want to be and there's just endless, endless, endless space to venture out into to other galaxies, other dimensions, other planetary kingdoms where you you can merge into those frequencies and then become a child born in another species, another galactic species that is, right? So being eternal isn't just about, you know, you know, drinking someone's blood and becoming this eternal being and you get to live your life forever on earth. I don't want to live my life forever on earth. I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I wish I was a vampire and live my life forever on earth. Look, if you are all about that, 
That's your choice. I do not want to live my life for all eternity on earth. In fact, I think it's like the worst thing that you could ever put yourself through. Because you're missing out. You're missing out on all these other opportunities. And of course, people will say, well, shaman direct vampires aren't real. But maybe they are and you just don't know they are because you haven't accessed that dimension. So you can't really say something isn't real just because you haven't seen it or experienced it or felt it or touched it or tasted it. You can't say that it doesn't exist. And so that's why we have to be very clear in understanding the, that there are all of these things happening. And yet, just because you haven't perceived any of these things doesn't mean it's not real. You see, a lot of our technology that we have on the planet today is based upon the evolution of the people, meaning that unless you're a person who's willing to go against the system, meaning the matrix, or those people who tell you that you can do something versus you can or you can't do something based upon their understanding of what is possible and not possible, you then fall into the category of being basically shuffled around with the consciousness of human beings that makes you feel comfortable to feel safe and loved. And so as long as you're safe and loved by, you know, every time you feel safe and love by people, you stay within that construct. But that construct is limiting because the geniuses of our world, like Amelia Earhart and the Wright brothers and Einstein and Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Edison and like, like Elon Musk and like, you know, all these amazing people, Steve Jobs, right? Like, I mean, I can just name off so many people. There's so many people. There's DJs who are geniuses. There's artists who are geniuses. There's dancers who are geniuses. There's shamans who are geniuses, healers that are geniuses. You know, there's just geniuses in, in all fields, but these geniuses always get what? They get like people constantly coming at them, telling them they're crazy and they don't know what they're talking about and they have no idea what's going on. But if you recall, and it wasn't that long ago, that literally we used to take a camera and it was considered evil because the people thought you were capturing someone's soul someone's soul. And, and, and here's the other thing that's really fascinating is that a lot of times people don't even realize that a lot of things that they actually put a lot of like, you know, witch hunts on or this is evil or this is bad or this is this and this is that are actually going to be the things in the future that are normal and, and accepted within normal society because people will eventually get comfortable with it and see the innovation and see the geniusness of it and begin to realize that this is a part of who they are and that's what evolution is all about. Evolution is not about standing still and being trapped in stillness and some idea that you can't step outside of that because everyone is telling you it's not okay. There are geniuses born every single day, but a genius is only born by how much he chooses to rebel against the system of the matrix that wants to shuffle you around into these mental constructs of needing to be accepted and loved. And here's what I say. I'm willing to bet your need to tell me what to do and how to live my life, to get your love, I'm willing to throw my freedom on the table. I'm, I'm willing to wager my freedom over your love for me. Because I'd rather be free than live under the constructs of your fears and your, your prejudices and your ideas. And that's how we have to think as a tribe. We are only going to thrive as this tribe that we are all of you who are listening right now, right? Gathered from all over the world who are like, yes, Shaman Dirk, I feel lit. Do you know why you feel lit? 
I'm going to tell you, you're not feeling lit because I'm some special person and I have some special abilities that are any different from what you have. The reason why you feel lit is because I take it down to the place of truth in your being. What does that mean? That means I speak what is called essence tone. Essence tone in shamanism means that you are able to speak to the spirit of the person versus the mind of the person. Whoa, wait a second. Listen to that. Essence tone. When you're speaking to someone, you already know when someone is not coming from truth or when someone's not operating from that higher level um, where they could come from when it comes to being the human being that they are. You already know when someone's out of alignment. But the reason why human beings get so caught up in the idea that they have to accept all the nonsense is because they're not speaking from essence. They're speaking from the mind. They're speaking from what they saw on television. They're speaking from what they read in a magazine. They're speaking from what their school teacher taught them, their parental figures taught them, their guardians taught them, their authority figures taught them. They're speaking from what the billboards have been presenting them with, what the hottest new rapper or artist or whomever is, whoever is the sparkling glitch of the glamour world that is now taking your attention away, you know, to make you look at them and, and model after them and want to be like them and, and so forth, instead of recognizing that the people who are really creating change in the world are not the people who are glorifying in their beauty and how hot and sexy they are, but the people who are actually glorifying in your potential. <laughs> Your ability to recognize your litness, your ability to recognize your like your giantness, your greatness, your your power, your intelligence, your your ability to be profound in the nature of your being, where you begin to operate in resonant frequencies that are operating in high tone frequencies that are held within essence tone, meaning that your spirit and spirit are communicating together, and every time it communicates, you amplify more power and love to all those who have yet to wake up and see the potential of their being. When I see people who, you know, parading themselves around as actors and actresses, who not get me wrong, I love actors and actresses. I have a lot of friends who are actors and actresses. I have a lot of friends who are supermodels. I have a lot of friends who are, who are famous musicians and things like that. But the moment you go into making it about you, instead of making it about the people, is the moment you lose the whole entire thing. Because the whole thing is, is that you are a reflection of all the people. So if you really want to love and be able to bring forth the greatest amount of energy on the planet, you bring that energy in by one, how you associate love into the life of people and how you associate that love to yourself as well. It's, a, it's, it's at the same time. You're not doing one or the other. Sometimes people are like, well, I have to love myself before other people can love me. No, you got to love yourself and love other people at the same time. It's, a, it's like, a lot of times people see it as a, like a, okay, it go, I love myself and now I can love others. Well, it's not this kind of like, okay, I have to turn right, I have to turn left kind of thing. It's right and left at the same time because you're a quantum being. So if you're a quantum being, you're operating in the field of consciousness that is saying, hey, you can have both happening at the same time. All you simply have to do is believe and recognize that that is possibility. Possibility can only be seen by one who's willing to see possibility can be seen. And then the doorway opens to whatever possibility they want to look at. You see, when someone is coming to someone with an idea, like, I want to start a business, okay? 
This is what usually happens. They meet the person. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be whoever they're having connection with, right? It could even be their spouse or the person they're dating, okay? They tell them all these ideas and the person's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That person is only reacting that way because that is how you're truly reacting from your inner core. It's not that we should ever fight with anyone outside of us. It's actually us fighting with ourselves. The coolest thing that I love about The Matrix, the movie The Matrix, and if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. What I love about it, and it was really interesting because I used to be friends with, um, with Keanu. And he said something really interesting to me once. What he said was, is that I feel sad that people didn't really get the message. And I said, and I said to him, you know... I think they did. It's just in the subconscious. They haven't got the full understanding. He's like, well, they did in the first movie, but in the second and third movie, they didn't get it. And I said, yeah, but they, they are getting it. It's just that it's in there. It's just they're not ready to fully embrace it. And he looked at me and he was like, hmm, you know. But the interesting thing about that and why I want to bring that, that point up is because at the end of the movie, The Matrix, he has Smitty, who has duplicated himself many times. But why did he duplicate himself many times? Well, if you think about it, Keanu's character, Neo, right, was there to liberate people in the idea of, how do you say, um, saving people from the matrix and, and, and waking up the system and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But the thing is, this mentality of there being a savior, this saving grace, this one who's going to fly out of cup somewhere and save you, is actually taking away a sense of your power. Because if I had Superman in front of me, or any superhero for that matter, or if someone was like, you know, there were superheroes in the world, which they are, and they show up in many forms. But instead of me glorifying them and, ma- and putting them up on a pedestal and making them this holier-than-thou thing like that I'm an unattainable to reach, I would simply sit there with them and say, look, how can I learn from you to see my gifts, my powers, so that I can be a superhero of my own nature, not trying to be like you, but be as what I am, right? And so, what Neo did is that he went in and he was going into that world, the Matrix, right? And saving people, which was great. Thank you. And you brought all these people to Zion and you collected them and it was great. And all these people were dancing in the cave in Zion. Woo, we're free and we're eating a bunch of slop and a bunch of things that look like oatmeal that's been sitting out for a long time and, and enjoying this, 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 you know, this underground world. Mind you, none of those people were getting trained by him in the way that he operates to really perfect their abilities to be as him or be as them as him, meaning him is who he is and they are who they are. But by him training them to recognize their power, they're able to step up. And so now he doesn't have to do it all by himself. But what is fascinating, and I want to bring this to you because if you haven't seen this scene in The Matrix, it's really, really important. And if you haven't seen The Matrix, spoiler alert alert. You're about to get a spoiler alert. So anyway, so the scene where, where, where he jumps into um, Smitty, right, which is the, the program that's there to put the walls, the blocks, you know, and limit people from recognizing their potential. So they stay in the matrix, follow the program and be like sheep, right? And become sheeple, which we all know what sheeple is, right? It's like sheep city. Well, you don't think for yourself, you're a bobblehead. You say yes to everything that the world wants you to say. The billboards program you, the TV programs you, music programs you, and you follow along and you have a wife and you have kids and you, you know, you get a pension plan and you, you know, <laughs> send your kids to college and you, you, you work for the system to make money for 
destroy the system and the system takes your money by making you buy things that you don't need so that you can spend more money and work for more things and think you need to have more things in order to be happy instead of happiness is with the people that you love and yourself, right? And with God and creation or source or however you want to interpret it, it really doesn't matter. The choice of your life existence and the idea that you exist should be enough for you. But obviously human beings don't feel it is because they have constant representation on the outside telling them that they're not enough if they don't have this car or this shiny house or this new sparkly toy or this new thing or that new thing. And so therefore they become um, addicted to the idea of having versus the idea of being. But moving past that, we get into the understanding of the matrix. So then we go into the story with Neo, right? He jumps into Smitty's body and, you know, and then he explodes him from inside. But what he doesn't realize is he's jumping into a program. When you jump into a program, that program also has um, ability to read your program. So as you jump into a program, that program is jumping into you. It's kind of like a you know, uh, one for two deal kind of thing, you know, right? So as he's going in and exploding him, that program's also writing code and realizing what your program's all about. And that's what we do in life is, is people. Every person in your life is operating as their own God and or their own source in the embodiment of who they choose to be and whoever they see themselves to be as the creator in that embodiment. And every time you talk to them, they are reflecting to you your own program and you're reflecting to them their own program. And it's this really amazing dance that we do. It's literally, I call it the universal tango, right? And so all of a sudden we have this, you know, this, this Smitty who got jumped into by Neo and he explodes him and whatever and da-da-da. And then Neo goes back to Zion and makes out with his girlfriend Trinity and they all laugh and have fun and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, he doesn't realize that Smitty has also now become a part of his program and his program he realizes is full of ego and not to, I mean, you're not saying your ego is bad but remember your ego has a need to boost you to make your reality and at that time Neo's reality was I'm the savior and that I need to be at all places at all times to help as many people as I can and so what does Smitty do? Smitty decides to duplicate himself throughout the matrix remember now the matrix is created by these beings these AIs that created the matrix matrix to keep us to use our energy and feed off our energy so they can maintain their 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 beings their species their you know what they are and so now he's there's a program inside the matrix that had not only found a way to duplicate itself through the matrix but also found a way into our dimension why because it had the code already in it to get into our dimension so it found a way into this man that wanted to attack Neo in our world, which is Zion, and from his world, which is in the Matrix. And so when Neo finally goes to confront the architect, the arch he tells the architect, you need me. And the architect says, I don't need you at all. I don't need any of you. And he goes, no, but you do, because you have a program that's running rampant throughout your system that's basically duplicating itself. And eventually it will take over the whole entire Matrix and there'll be no more you. And so he plugs into Neo, and Neo goes in and has this big fight right with this with smitty little do you know that the reason what he's actually fighting is himself so he's fighting he's flying through the air and he sees all the other smitties which are all the other people in the matrix and he's fighting and they're all watching and then smitty's like making comments like well you know neo this is where you give up this is i seen this i've been here well of course you've been there and seen that because you're now a quantum being because you're a part of a quantum being and you're able to see all the different areas because you're now part of all the people you recognize that the total totality of the self is multi-dimensional right 
So he's saying, I seen this point and I seen this place. And he's saying all this stuff, right? And so Neo's like getting up and he's like, why do you persist? Why do you keep getting up? And he's like, because I can. And then so they're fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and like yada, 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 yada. Gets his butt kick, gets butt kick, flies through the window, smashes the window, goes up in the air, lands down on the ground again. He makes his dumb comments and like, let me just fast forward it for you. And then you see Neo finally comes to the understanding of what it means for him to be truly awakened and aware of his life and of everyone's life and what everything he was doing and why everything was a fight and a struggle. It was because he was fighting against himself. Now, this is what we are doing all the time on planet Earth. We fight against ourselves. We actually think we have a problem with our father, our mother, our girlfriend, our boyfriend, our husband, our wife, or this person who we're working with, or whatever it may be. Okay. Even we even have a belief that we're fighting against God if someone gets sick or if someone has cancer or someone has this and that. Everyone's like, oh my God, why did God do this to me? We, 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 we always believe that there's something outside of us that's doing something to us. And so we fight, right? We fight. We get those, we get those, those boxing gloves. When I was a kid, there used to be this game called, um, I forget what it's called, like knockout, I think it was called. It's like moneyball, moneyball, fight, 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 right? And the whole idea of fighting is always what we're doing on this planet. We just constantly fight, but we fight in the most obscure and weird ways that really just don't make any sense because in the spirit world, you're not fighting anything, you're fighting yourself, right? So what does that mean exactly? Well, think of it like this. The moment Neo decided to stop fighting and surrender is the moment when he was able to shut down the program. You see, in life, every person who's coming up to you or approaching you or, you know, wanting to get a rise out of you or poke a, push a button in you or any of these things and you react and get upset and this and that and the other. And it causes all this big drama and it's like drama. It's like this. It's like drama could have started as a trickle and now it's turned into this monster and it's called drama. My name is drama. And I'm here to create chaos. And then drama creates chaos. And now chaos is born. And chaos is like, I am chaos. And I've come to create destruction. And then destruction is born. And now destruction is like, I'm destruction. And I'm destroying everything. Now, why? Why? It's amplifying from one degree to the next degree to the next degree. Why? Because we have given power to it by constantly creating a construct of ourselves, duplicated programs in ourselves through other people, which we can battle with, which creates us battling our own power. And as we battle our own power, we amplify those fields of, of energy, which leads from chaos and leads to destruction and leads to annihilation. And that's what we've been doing to the planet. And that's what we've been doing the animals. And that's what we've been doing to each other. And that's what we're doing to everything that we have an affliction with. The consciousness of reality can only be seen when one surrenders. Surrenders. You cannot operate in the field of justification 
because they're not trying to justify anything to anyone. Every person is playing a mirror on this planet. It's like Lucifer, and I said this before, and Lucifer got this big, bad, bad, bad rap. I mean, like when I say bad rap, I'm talking like worse than the stuff that people write about me in the tabloids. It's like bad, like the worst bad rap you can have. I mean, Lucifer is super popular, dude, right? I mean, so popular. He's more popular than Madonna or Michael Jackson or anybody on the planet. Lucifer is like the head honcho of popularity on our planet. I mean, there you can go anywhere in the world and I'd be like, do you know who Lucifer is? And I was like, oh my God, Lucifer, Beelzebub, oh my God. Right. But the truth of the matter is Lucifer's story got all like, you know, the whole idea of like, you know, telling stories. Right. It's like Lucifer's story got all miscombobulated because everyone wants to believe that God is warring against us. Well, of course they do, because why would that person get cancer? And why would that person have to get sick? And why would that person die? And why would that person this and why that person that? Um, newsflash people. Okay. The person isn't being punished by God or Lucifer, or anything for that matter. What's really happening is that you're an eternal being. You don't have to stay on planet Earth. Now, I'm not saying for all of you to get all suicide happy on me. I'm not saying that. What I'm simply saying is, if you don't want to be here, then you don't have to be here. And there are spirits and certain beings that were created by you, by the source, to make it possible so you can get the hell off this planet. It's called abort mission. People make this thing like a weird thing on the planet. Like, first one has cancer. Like, oh my God, I want to live. I want to live. I want to live. I'm like, really? You really, really, really don't? Let's get real about it. Because if you did, you would obviously not have it, right? And people would get mad at me. They're like, Shamander, I can't believe you would say that to that person. How could you say that they're the one creating cancer? I'm like, because the reality is this. You're not warring against anything. Everything is there for your benefit. If something is happening to you, it's because it's your benefit. If you're not making money, it's because it's your benefit. Everything is for your benefit. God is never against you. Stop giving God a bad rap. Just like Lucifer got the worst rap. It's like God kicked him out of heaven. He came here to destroy our lives. Okay, people, take no responsibility for anything that you've done. No, really? No. Lucifer basically was like, I see my brothers and sisters struggling. And the reason why they're struggling is they won't take responsibility for the for the choices they're making in their consciousness and the things that they're actually tapping into with their power. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to become Lucifer which basically, you know, Lucifer's name means, right, the one who brings the light. And I'm going to be a mirror. I'm going to be a mirror for everyone to see their, their darkness that they've bought into with their powers and their energy and so forth. And then show them, like, are you choosing this? Are you going to choose the light? I'm going to be like the person who's there to be like, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the path of love? Are you going to choose this? Now, just because he did that, or if it was a he or she, because who knows? And, and, the, and the, point, the point I'm making is, and just out of, the, out of the idea of storytelling, right? If it is a he or she or whatever, okay? Because that's irrelevant. The point is, people are constantly using that. Like, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You did it. Anything, any voice from the sketchers in the underworld who are brothers and sisters who won't choose to come to the light because they can't accept the things that they've done with unconditional love and tap into our consciousness, they're not making you pull the trigger and shoot that person. They're just simply suggesting it. 
because that's what they did when they were living. And so you suggest it, but you actually take the motive and action to do it because you actually, there's a part of you inside that we have to get to, which is the part that we have to understand that we are acting out reactions in very dysfunctional ways. So when a person says to me, you know, like I work with a lot of cancer patients and I get a lot of cancer patients come to me and say, oh, I want to heal, you know. And I said, look, it's never me. Like a lot of times people say to me in the press, like, oh my God, I hear you say you can hear cancer. First of all, no, I never said I can heal cancer, okay? What I said is I can give you the power to see your power to heal if you choose to. Not everybody wants to heal and not everybody wants to be on this planet. So lay off. And if you have family members who are ill and sick, stop crying for them. You have your life and they have their life. Why don't you find out if they're really happy here? Are they living their truth? Are they doing what really makes them supportive and loved and happy? Because why would you, if you're an eternal being, I mean, here's the deal. I'm an eternal being, okay? I come to earth for, for the purpose of amplifying love. If I'm not amplifying love in my life, why the heck would I want to stay on this planet? I'm going to go back to heaven where I can eat as much as I want. I can sleep. I can swim if I want to. I don't have to sleep ever. I can be a male, a female, a child, a bird, a butterfly. I can do all of it and not have anyone beating up on me, putting me down, punishing me, paying bills, doing this, doing that. Get off the people who choose to leave. I mean, really, like we have some weird entitlement on our planet as if we don't, people don't have the right to decide where their eternal beings decide they want to go. It's like, I told this one girl, she's like, I can't believe my mother's dying on me. I was like, really? Oh, come on, seriously? Your mom has lived her life. She's given you the wisdom you need. You're going to be fine. Like she's moving on. She wants to move on. She's an eternal being. This isn't the only planet that exists in the universe. Stop being so selfish. It's not about you. Your, your issues that you have, you're angry at her, is your own anger towards yourself for not seeing the truth. And the reality of that truth is that we are eternal beings. Get it? Yeah, right? Watch. Here's a clippity. Here's my snappity snap, right? My snappity snappity snap is like, get it? Right? You're eternal. You're an eternal being, right? You're, you're an eternal being. And eternal being means you can be here on earth. Or you can go to another galaxy, another dimension. You can go to a far out universe. You can choose to stay in heaven. You can do whatever you want. You exist. And so instead of celebrating, we just celebrate the existence of life. Existence of life. That flower that you sit in the room and look at and you're like, oh, how pretty is that flower? Oh my God, those flowers are so beautiful. Thank you for buying me those flowers. Okay, that's great. Thanks. And then you just like walk out of the room. How about looking at that flower and going, wow, you are existing right now for whatever time that is. And I'm going to marvel in your beauty and I'm going to marvel in your creation because I know eventually you're going to wither up and you're going to die and the spirit of that flower is going to leave and go somewhere else. But you chose to be a flower right now and I'm going to acknowledge you. Oh, look at you. You're a cat. You're here today. I'm going to enjoy as much time as I can with you and enjoy my time with you because you are reflecting something inside of me that opens my energies because we are reflections of each other because God is one. It's one source. It's one being. It's one energy. It's one love, right? And so I'm just going to connect with you and acknowledge your existence and love you. 
No, what do we do? We do other things. We, we, we kill things. We destroy things. We, we yell at people. We get mad at them for growing. People make mistakes and we, we're ready to throw them to the wolves. We're ready to, to castrate them and, and, and boil them and cook them and, and crucify them and, and yell at them and call them names and cut them out of our lives. People are growing people. Is it okay if people grow and make mistakes? You know, a mistake is not a mistake. It's a refinement. People are not allowed to refine themselves. Like everyone has to be perfect. I mean, what, how does evo- evolution even fit into that equation? It doesn't fit into that equation. Ha ha. Exactly. Evolution cannot fit in the equation of perfection. Do you understand? So when people go into, I'm a perfectionist, I'm like, uh, no, you're just not evolving. Because there's no possible way you could. You know, the true understanding is this. Your authenticity is not for others. It's for yourself. Your authenticity is not for other people. People are like, oh my God, I have to be authentic to the world. No, you need to be authentic to yourself. Authentic to yourself. We're always trying to do everything outwardly. We're always thinking, oh, this person is doing this thing to me. Oh, my parents are doing this thing to me. Oh, my, my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my dog, my cat, the bird, the government, the this, the that, Trump, you know, Erdogan, whoever it is, whoever it may be, Putin, I don't care. Everyone's got something that they believe something is doing something to them. The truth of the matter is you are fighting against yourself. And if it's a political situation, that means you are fighting against the consciousness that has already been elected energetically as the higher force of consciousness, meaning that more people are thinking in that direction. That's the reason why that president exists there. You see? Everyone has to understand that everything is there for the benefit of them. If you want money in your life, look at the part of you that has an issue with money. You know, look at it. Like, ask yourself, see how you feel. Like, it's the the reality of feeling is so wonderful because it really gives you a gauge about like what's really going on. The moment you don't feel good, or the moment you feel uncomfortable, or the moment you feel scared about something, is because you haven't stretched yourself farther enough as a creator to see the possibility of that being possible in your life. When someone doesn't have money, it's because they have a part of their consciousness that is saying, I don't want money because of this and this and this and this and this. Remember, everything is for your benefit. If everything is for your benefit, right? Even Smitty was there for Neo's benefit because it was, per, it was per, Neo's benefit was he was created to be an anomaly. He was there to find the weakness within the matrix. And what he found was, is that the weakness exists in the idea of not allowing people to be free. But the matrix needed to see that. And so Neo was created for that purpose. And so at the end, you see the oracle the new oracle was, you know, came, which is the little girl. And then the architect walks across the grass and he, and, and, and then he's like, let's see how long this lasts. Because the thing is, we are multidimensional beings and things will constantly change. So the thing is, do we want to change them to a much more loving society, a much more loving energy of how we live our lives on planet earth as people, as beings, as a species? Do we want to start celebrating the existence of things or do we want to keep constantly focusing on these very small structures? As I I said before, you could be sitting in a room and you may just be looking at the cabinets or the TV or the frames or the things, the art pieces you have or the guitar you have or whatever it may be in the room. 
But those are people's consciousnesses. Those are people's conscious. That's energy. Those energies can be tapped into shamanically where you can actually ride the frequency of those energies into where they came from, who they belong to. We call it psychometry. You can touch something. I had a situation once where a friend of mine came to me. Uh, they were missing a friend. And uh, their friend was uh, not responding to them. And they didn't know what was going on. And so she came over and she brought this guy. And he's like, I don't know where my friend is. His name is Eli. I don't know where um, Eli, uh, Eli went. And like, you know what's going on with him. So I said, bring me one of his items. And she brought me a didgeridoo. And so I laid down on my bed and touched the didgeridoo. And I got floated out of my body. I followed the stream of consciousness of the person who touched that didgeridoo and was spending time with that didgeridoo. Not the person who created the didgeridoo, but the person I was tapping into the frequency of the person who touched it. Now, you can tap into the energy of the person who made it. You can also tap into the energy of the person who touched it. It's right. These are powerful gifts. It's like psychometry. So so I'm, I'm traveling through those frequencies and all of a sudden I get to this house and I see these guys tied up this man and they're punching him in the face, in the stomach. And there's a person on the phone going, oh my God, I think they're going to kill him. They think I said they're going to kill him. And then I see the, the, see the whole thing. You know, I see the house. I see everything. I see the car. I see them dumping him off a cliff. I see them burning the car on fire. I see all of it that they're doing. And, and so I told my friends, you guys need to go. I see Santa Cruz. And the way I saw Santa Cruz is because I saw the you know the you know like the Ferris wheel and Santa Cruz and all the Big Dipper and all that kind of stuff and I remember it very clearly because I used to be a big fan of the Lost Boys when I was young and I loved Santa Cruz because I remember they filmed it there and I was and you know I loved being there during all the filming and stuff that was going on you know and stuff and I just loved the movie and I loved how it all came out and whatever it was just a really fun time at that time and so I, I Santa Cruz has always been a very deep part of my heart of my childhood experiences of going there with my sister and friends and so I saw that Big Dipper and I was like we're in Santa Cruz and so I told I told the girl and I told the guy, I said, you guys need to go to Santa Cruz. So they went to Santa Cruz and they went to a police department in Santa Cruz and they called me and they're like, you know, the, um, we, we're, we are stuck here. We don't know what to do. And I asked the spirits, what's the name of the person? And the spirits gave me the name Officer Robertson. And they, the way they did it was they were like singing a song to me saying, hey, Mrs. Robinson, you know, and that was playing in my head when they asked me. So I said, the officer's name is Robertson, Mr. Robertson something, find out. So they asked the person behind the desk and sure enough, Mr. Robinson was the, uh, a retired um, homicide detective and he they contacted him and he got involved, whatever, and they ended up finding uh, two people and I told them, no, it's three people. I remember there was another person I saw and they found all three persons and they all got convicted and so forth and they found the burned car and they found you know the body washed up in the beach and they found everything. And the thing is, all it was was just me willing to tap into a current of energy, a current of energy. Have you ever tried tapping into a current of thought or a current of emotion and ride the wave, surf it all the way to the creator or where it came from or what the source is? You know, and a lot of times what people don't understand is that the people in our lives are also energies that are coming in. So like, you know, if when my father, when I told my dad I wanted to move to Israel and he got all upset with me and angry and started yelling at me and telling me, you know, I raised you better than this, use your brain and, you know, one curse word after the next. Instead of me getting angry and mad, I said, dad, you know, first of all, I want, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. I realize that you have a hard time with the fact that I'm leaving. You have no control of the fact that I'm leaving. And so it's making you angry. So I just want to, you know, I appreciate how much you love me, but I'm still going. 
When I got to Israel, I realized that the reason, you know, was, and this is how I found out, because three days later after I got to Israel and I was in Tel Aviv, I was so happy being there. And Israel is one of my favorite places in the world, one of the many. And um, it's like my home away from home. And literally, I got there and I called my dad. And my dad was like, oh, make sure you have fun and have a good time. Make sure you go to the Dead Sea and do this. And I said, well, what happened to you? me, you know, getting kidnapped and me getting this and someone in bomb blowing me up and all that? And he goes, did I say all those things? And I'm like, yeah, just the other day. It was like three days ago. Didn't even remember it. And why? Because he was only projecting what I was projecting from inside of my truth inside. That means there was a part of myself that was afraid. And that part that was afraid was playing out through my dad because we had, we're merged. All of us are merged. Every person you come into, even if you talk to a homeless person on the street and they say something to you, we're all merged. Do you understand? Because we're all a part of one another. So whenever we have an affliction or some kind of situation that's happening in front of us, we can't react. We have to look at it as an opportunity to see deeper within ourselves. And when I say deeper, I don't mean deeper like get your scuba diving gear on and say, hey, we're going to go for a scuba dive today. I'm saying deeper in the sense of the wideness and the vastness and the depth of this infinite space of, of that you are and you represent of going into yourself, right? That, that inner space, right? That, that's the deepness I'm talking about, that inner space, right? And then the quantum energy of reality exists within the formation of these two frequencies, the frequency of one, acceptance, and the frequency of understanding, or should we say clarity or belief, right? And so when those two energies come together, right? It opens up a perception for you to be able to see into frequency, different energy forms, different energy frequencies that give you a proclivity that there is something there that exists beyond what you actually known. That's where you actually make the crossover into the unknown. So the consciousness of yourself can only cross over if you have an awareness, right, of the possibility that it's possible for that possibility. So that comes from those energy forms, right? And then that's how we become truly evolved beings is this evolution is the process of recognizing the refinement of all things in its nature of being that it will change and will become something different. So don't become beholden to it, right? Are scared of it because it's different than what you have expected it to be. We must learn the art of fluidity. We must learn the art of being fluid and, and, and being lucid and recognizing the divinity lies within our ability. As some of the greatest monks and amazing people have said, like bend like the reed, you know, you hear that a lot, especially in like martial arts, you'll hear them say, you know, you need to be, you need to be, you need to flow like the ocean and, you know, all these things because the, the, the level of consciousness is not held within any type of structure. It is literally lucid. It is, it is liquid. It is like the wind and it can take form at any given time. And so, when we get comfortable with people telling us things, even if we don't like it, right? If we react, it's an opportunity. If we feel uncomfortable, it's our emotions telling us there's something that is not in harmony there. So if you remember that everything is for your benefit, that means that the source, 
right? It's creating everything for your benefit. So if you have a dysfunctional relationship, which I've had many dysfunctional relationships, and I'm sure you can read about it and know about it, that it's out there, I'm sure, because I've read about stuff that they've written about me out there, about my dysfunctional relationships that I've had. And the thing is, but it doesn't matter really, because the dysfunctional relationship was necessary for me. I needed to go through those dysfunctional relationships so that I can understand not do lessons. A lot of times you go, oh my God, that taught me an amazing lesson. No, it didn't teach you anything about lessons. What it did is it refined you much like a diamond gets refined by the pressure that it gets. And then after a while, it becomes this beautiful sparkling diamond. It refined the nature of your character to recognize the nature of your character to be held within the formation of unconditional love. So the more you realize that there's wasted energy in arguments and bickering and you know all of this stuff, because all you're doing is arguing and bickering against yourself. Every person is a frequency that is holding space for you to see the potential of your being in the highest light. That's why I said it's in it's it's in the benefit of you. Do you do you understand? It's in it's in the benefit of you. I'll give you an example. Like I got here to Los Angeles with my girlfriend and and the kids. We rented a house in the Hollywood Hills. I got here before them. We missed the plane. I got here. Now I get here and immediately walked in and was like, this place isn't for me. I don't know what they're thinking on Airbnb. This is not for me. This place is not for me. I wouldn't even, when I, something is not for me. If I'm not going to eat something, I wouldn't even touch the food. If I'm not going to go into it, I left my suitcases by the door because I'm very clear. I'm a very type of person that if I like something, I can feel it. If I don't, I just don't. And that's how I make a decision what I'm going to, who I'm going to share my body with, who I'm going to be in relationship with. Like I learned how to really realize that my key to authenticity is not for you, it's for me so that I can show up as a healthy, happy, loving, nurturing, giving, so that I can show up as that person to you because I'm able to be authentic with myself. So, so the nature of the way in which I operate in the world is always there to teach me how to be able to adjust myself into that place of refinement so that I can actually be more loving, more gracious, more nurturing to you because I'm willing to be more authentic to me. It's not about, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me, which then affects you because you get to see the nature of my being affect you in a loving way because I'm creating that level of concern and understanding for myself from a playful, nurturing, loving, and profound level that comes in with joy for evolution, joy for evolution, you know? And I feel like a lot of times people just get uncomfortable with growth. They make growth uncomfortable. And so when they see other people growing and they see other people, you know, going through refinements where people make mistakes, as we call it in our world, they get mad at them, they punish them, they do all these things, but they don't realize the only time they do what they're doing is really punishing themselves because they're using that person as an example. Well, if I'm going to punish you, then obviously I must be punishing myself. Like I know if someone's getting mad at me about something that so superficial, I know they must be getting mad at themselves at everything that's superficial in their life that's small and, and, and not even necessary to even waste a breath on, right? So a lot of times people will argue and get into these disputes because they're disputing against themselves. Like the story of the Matrix where Neo was fighting Smitty, he was actually fighting himself. And that's why they couldn't end it because they couldn't end it. And that's why Smitty was getting upset and being like, I've seen this before, right? 
<laughs> and that's the reason why Neo was, you know, operating in the way that he was operating because he couldn't realize that he was only fighting himself. He was trying to destroy something, but he was trying to destroy himself. And he didn't realize that. And so the core thing was to surrender to himself. And when he did, he was able to, to not only free Zion, but he was also able to free the people in the Matrix. And that was his whole purpose, right? And then he moved on to another dimension. Um, who knows where he went, right? And that's kind of really the same thing here. It's like the more we get into that place of surrender and the more we get into that place of like, intentional nurturing of ourselves, right? Intentional awareness of ourselves, intentional understanding of ourselves through other people, not as them being like the Lucifer and like like making them the most ugliest, disgusting thing on the planet because they are reflecting to us right the parts in us that we are not in harmony with and bring clarity and bringing nurturing and loving and grace to right but they are literally holding on to this false imagery of disconnectedness and so therefore they fight they fight they fight they fight they fight but they fight themselves and so with the situation with us moving into that place and i was like no we can't stay here and then we couldn't find another place and then it was like okay I'm just going to surrender. And the moment me and my girlfriend surrendered, we ended up at a friend's house, which is where I'm recording um, this podcast right now. And it was necessary for me to be here to support the family and love them and nurture them and so forth and everything. And it was perfect for my girlfriend to meet them and all the kids and everyone and for the kids to go to the beach and have a new and have this beautiful energy. And then, you know, and then a house opened up for us where we have a pool and everything. And so, so, it, so it, it all worked out. Right, but it was when we were willing to surrender. It wasn't when we were willing to fight. We fighting just made it more difficult, and it was funny because this time right now, which my friend, which my friend Danielle Page would, you know, um, uh, funny because my girlfriend had contacted Danielle, you know, and we've had her on um, a podcast with some shares before, and I even she had me crying, you know, she's an amazing astrologist, and she said, she said. <laughs> My girlfriend said, you know, this is Mercury in retrograde. Mercury won retrograde. And so she goes, is there a way for us to be able to kind of like, in my girlfriend's way, I didn't know exactly the word she said to her, but what she basically said, is there a way for us to get away from it? And she goes, no, you just surrender. <laughs> and it was funny because I was like, that's exactly what I want to talk about is that whole concept because I was watching The Matrix recently and I saw that scene and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is brilliant how it all just comes together in this beautiful symphony of intelligent and then this like juicy, informational, mind-blown like energy that is just so good for the soul on so many levels. And I was just like, wow, that's it right there. We just need to surrender. And boom, we surrendered and we ended up being in the house. We had a beautiful dinner with the family. And been there for my friend, and you know, I got to spend this time. And then our our house is ready for us in 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 LA. And right now we're in Laguna Beach, and I'm with one of my beautiful friends and her and her husband and her beautiful daughters. And like we all got to spend time together and be here. And then my other friend, uh, my other friend came and saw me, and we got to spend time too. And it's just been this wonderful thing. But it was all it can only happen when we surrender and when we get into understanding that true mindfulness. Truly being a mindful person, a really mindful person is a person who's willing to surrender to the, uh, to the aggression and the structure. I'm not saying be weak, lay down and give up. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. There's times when you need to stand strong, but you don't need to fight. You just hold your purpose in grace. Like I can deal with darkness in front of me. Like I had a spirit last night who visited me 
And I was in the bed and I was like shaking like a crazy person in bed. And my girlfriend's laying next to me and I'm just like shaking and shaking and shaking. And literally, you know, the spirit was like telling me all of this stuff and like trying to be, I know, whatever. I just surrendered to it. I was just like, okay, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Do you need help? Do you need to go to light? da 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 blah, 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 blah. I'm not sitting there fighting it. Like you go now in the name of Jesus Christ. I compel you. I rebuke you, Satan. Back off. No, 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 no. I just held love for it. I just held love. And even what it said to me, I just kept holding love and holding love and holding love until it finally changed into the light. And it thanked me and it left. It's not a big deal. But until like, you know, it's really important for us to recognize that that the true art of mindfulness is surrender. And when we understand what it means to be authentic to ourselves versus trying to be authentic to other people is when we actually really begin to see our lives change in huge and beautiful, amazing, giant ways. Like there's no reason for us to have any financial issues. Our financial issues are a direct effect to the issues that we're having with ourselves. Either we don't believe we're worthy enough or that it's too much power for us to hold or we don't think we're responsible enough and that we're going to mess it up. But what does it really come down to? It comes down to the idea of energy. It comes down to the idea of energy and how we operate with energy and how we associate with energy. And that all comes down to us. How do we operate and associate with ourselves, right? And everything else is just outside of that. It's just this beautiful kaleidoscope of life and dreams and ideas and thoughts and consciousness and emotional feelings and perceptions and so forth. And everyone is just spinning in that kaleidoscope, that beautiful merry-go-round of color and life and energy and showing up in our lives as we choose to show up in our own lives. So the more we show up in our lives in relationship to ourself and love and the nurturing and kindness that we are to ourselves, the more we begin to create that in our own life. I mean, I was in abusive relationships in the past very abusive relationships, but it was because I was being abusive to myself because of the pain that I went through in my childhood through the abuse that I went through. And now I'm not blaming my parents. I chose to be abusive to myself. That's why I attracted an abusive mate. And that person attracted abuse in their life because they had abuse, but they attracted an abuse. And so we were abusing each other. So it wasn't like he was the abuser. We were both abusing each other in our own ways. He was seeing it as abuse to himself. I was seeing it as abuse from him. But in truth, I was really seeing myself abusing myself and he's only seeing himself abusing himself. And then we were just using each other to hold that energy form, right? And so when we did that, that's what amplified all that craziness and stuff. And so when I decided to stop being abusive to myself, that relationship went away. And then I started nurturing myself and being kind to myself and being loving to myself and not compromising and really having authenticity with myself and so forth and so on and so on. And then all of a sudden, my amazing girlfriend walks into my life and... And it's like, I love you unconditionally. I love every part of you. I love the female. I love the male in you. I love all these parts of you. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, that's what I just went through. I started going through and embracing the woman in me, embracing the man in me, embracing my attraction to both sexes and that it's not about that. It's about me just love. It's like, I'm not bisexual or gay or straight or whatever people want to put labels on. I'm a soul sexual person. And so I'm soul sexual. And so when we get into this understanding, which I will do in other I will talk more about that in other shares about what that soul sexual represents and what it means for me and, and what we look at as far as sexuality on the planet in general. But what it comes down to to me is being evolved enough to share my love with someone both intimately, intellectually, and emotionally with whomever it may be, male or female or ET or whoever shows up that I can actually access those channels through, right? And they're open to those channels in return from an unconditional loving place, not from a place of, oh my God, it has to be like, 
like this or like this or like this because it would never work between us. And the reason why my girlfriend and I are so strong and so powerful is because she loves me unconditionally and I love her unconditionally. So we're not here to play power games with each other, right? We're not here to be like, okay, I'm going to one-up you and I'm going to put you down or I'm going to do this to you. Like, it doesn't make sense because I'm only putting myself down. If I put her down, I'm putting myself down. If I, if I, if I say something rude to her, I'm being rude to myself. So we have to look at each other as like, Everything that I'm putting out there, I'm actually putting out to myself. And everything I'm getting back is because of how I feel about myself with my authenticity. So the quality of the nature of being expands as I expand. The quality of my perception expands as I choose to perceive within myself greater understanding of myself and so forth and so on. So remember, it's not the person who's paying you at your job. You're the one paying you at your job. Your boss or whoever it may be or your whoever you're doing your business, whether you have people buying your product or not buying your product, it's because you're not buying your product. You know, and then like, and then when I say buy your product, I mean like you're not literally buying your product, both in mind, body, and soul. You're not the one who's really standing in that space of grace and recognizing yourself and seeing yourself that the only person you've ever been fighting since the day you came to this planet has been yourself. So get out the way, get out the way. I was just a little hip hop in there, but I don't know if it really went well, but I'm more country, so I'm going to be like... You just gotta get out your way. Let that self go away. You just gotta get out your way so you can have a happy day. Just get out your way, get out your way, get out your way for a happy day. Get out your way, get out your way, get out your way for a happy day. Just get out your way. Surrender today for a happy day. Happy day, happy day, just get out your way, yeah. I'm going to tell you about a little story, a story that's all about the glory. Won't you understand when I just tell you to get out of your way? Get out your way, get out your way, have a happy, happy day. Get out your way, get out your way. And have a happy, happy day. Doom, do, 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 I can tell you why you got problems and why you can't solve them. Just get out your way, get out your way, get out your way and have a happy day. Have a happy day. Get out your way and have a happy day. Get out your way and have a happy day. You got some money problems i'm here to help you solve them just get out your way get out your way get out your way and have a happy day happy day happy day you may see the skies are gray. You can change it to day. Just get out your way. Get out your way. Light a candle. Have a happy day.
People bothering you, you can't take it. All you have to do is make it. Get out your way, get out your way, get out your way and have a happy day. Dum do do dum do do dum do do dum dum do do dum do do dum do do dum. I've seen people fight and squabble. I've seen people try to pop each other's bubble. Get out your way, get out your way. Get out your way and have a happy day. Bum ba da dum ba da dum ba da dum ba da da dum ba da dum ba da dum. You don't have to go through pain. All you have to do is see that you are creating what you're going through. Get out your way. Get out your way. Get out your way and have a happy day. Boom ba da dum ba da dum ba da. You can tell me what you want, but I can tell you how to live. Get out your way, get out your way, get out your way, and have a happy day. Dum do do dum do do dum do do dum, boom do do dum do do dum do do dum, boom. Cha cha cha. Yeah. <laughs> Get out your way and have a happy day. That's the key element right there. And if you can remember that, which I know you can, because you're super powerful and you're amazing and you've got the most brilliant mind, you got this. You got it. Get out your way. Have a happy day. I love you all so much. And it's so wonderful to share with you ancient wisdoms, bring it into your mind in modern context so that you can rise and surprise not only yourself, but the whole world, sharing your light and ending all the fight and being exactly what you came here to be, which is this amazing majesty of greatness and power and quantum reality. You are a gift that keeps on giving. You are a wonderful light that keeps on shining. So shine bright, radiate, shine, illuminate, and recognize how powerful you are. And never, ever, ever get in your way. I love you. Get out your way. Have a happy day. You can follow me on Shaman Durek on Instagram. You can also sign up for the Shaman School. Upgrade those powers, lift and shift. And please invite to Ignite. Leave your review on iTunes. And remember this. I love you. Till next time. See you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs>